Dan Dickow here with the WCC Weekly Recap for Gonzaga Nation SI. Well, it was a pretty good week for the WCC, seeing that games were actually played. <laughs> the previous week, it seemed as if almost every game was canceled and or postponed. Uh, and if, it's, if I have a crystal ball, it looks like we're getting out of... Uh, the issues of postponements outside of Pacific. Pacific's got to get through a, another four or five days before they're back um, from what I can see. Once we get through that, it should be smooth sailing the rest of the way as far as at least two games a week, preferably three games a week to get caught up where every team gets their full slate of games. But uh, let's quickly recap. So Gonzaga obviously stands at the top 3-0. Followed by BYU and surprise Toreros of San Diego at 3-1. USF at 2-1. St. Mary's, Santa Clara, and the University of Portland at 1-1. University of Portland, that's important to note. Shantae Leggins helping the Pilots get their first league win in over two years. Uh, you know, I've seen some clips here and there of them uh, this season. Uh, he's bringing his fast-paced, space-the-floor, three-point attack from Cheney to Portland, and uh, things are starting to look up in, in Portland, that's for sure. Uh, they've been struggling the last few years. They needed a revitalization, and I think they've got it under Coach Shante Leggins. And then rounding out the bottom tier right now of the WCC, LMU's at 0-2, which I find a bit of a surprise as they were fourth in the preseason poll. Um but it's not that big of a surprise seeing that they had about a three-week COVID pause and then they have to start on the road against a really good USF team. Um, so they're at 0-2. Pacific is at 0-2. And a bit of a surprise, Pepperdine at 0-4. Yes, they had a lot to replace in Colby Ross and Kessler Edwards, but they've got a lot of good freshman pieces. It's just a matter of can those pieces that are talented come together soon enough to win some ball games because we know Lorenzo Romar uh, is a good recruiter. We know he's a good coach, and it's just a matter of time before he'll get that program uh, back trending in the right direction. So, weekly recap from this past season, excuse me, from this past week uh, Santa Clara went to Pacific and won 84 70. Uh, early in the week, that was on Wednesday, and then we had a normal slate. Thursday, St. Mary's beat Pepperdine. USF, as mentioned, beat LMU, and then Gonzaga uh, continued their dominance in their unbelievable offensive execution by scoring 110 points in a, quite frankly, a blowout win over BYU, 110-84. to uh, We continue on with Saturday. BYU heads down to USF. That was maybe the most anticipated matchup um, for anybody in the country who kind of follows leagues at the mid-major level. Uh, BYU kind of went into the game around 27, I believe, in, in the Ken Palm and net, and USF right around 32. Um, BYU goes in to San Francisco War Memorial Gym, wins 71-69. Not a pretty game. Not a pretty game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, not great shooting percentages, sloppy execution on the offensive end, but that's what you would expect um, with two teams that are – um, really fighting for second place right now. And that's not to take anything away from St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's has a chance to be there at the end of the year. But um, BYU able to, to land that first blow in league standings and knock off either St. Mary's 
well, they already did knock off St. Mary's, but knocking off USF. So BYU has um, a, a head up on the race for second place. LMU, as mentioned, their COVID struggles, uh, getting back in situated, went on the road to USD and lost 65-70. to 70. The Pilots, with their win against Pepperdine, 82-63. And again, the offensive juggernaut, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, went on the road to Santa Clara, won a matinee game, 115-83 to 83 at Santa Clara. They're the first Division I team in over 30 years to score 60 points in the first half of three consecutive games. Their offensive ex execution numbers right now uh, are, are just baffling what they're doing these last three games since they came back from their COVID pause. Uh, it's been, uh, for anybody who loves the offensive side of the game, it's been fun. They play with pace, they play with space, they play with a purpose, they execute the heck out of it, and then they got talent at, at all five positions on the floor at all times. So that was a little bit of a recap of last week. What we're looking to this week, I think this is this is a great week for WCC fans to really see, um, you know, who's for real, who's for who's not. Um, there's a little bit of adjustments with the schedule, which is going to be happening. Uh, mentioned Pacific on a bit of a COVID pause now, so their game against Gonzaga on Thursday is postponed. That'll have to get changed uh, to another date, but that allowed the USF game that was canceled a week before at Gonzaga to be replayed. So that game will be replayed on Thursday. So now Thursday's game for Santa, San Francisco, excuse me, has been moved to Saturday against Portland. So uh, a really big week coming up for USF. Obviously, they just lost to BYU. They go on the road to Gonzaga, and then they go on the road to the University of Portland. So this is a huge week for the Dons. Um, if they lose to Gonzaga, that's a quad one loss. So that's not necessarily um, a crusher. The, the thing that you don't want is quad three and quad four losses in the net when you're looking at Selection Sunday and you start sweating things out. But as of now, four WCC teams are looking really good um, for Selection Sunday. Obviously, the Zags battling it out for a one seat. I think BYU is clearly a lock right now. They're in the mid-20s in Ken Palm and net. Then you look at St. Mary's and USF. They're both top 36 as of yesterday when I checked um, in net. And that's the important one is the net. You know, Ken Palm has a lot of analytics that the selection committee looks at. But really the biggest one now has become the net where they divvied up between quad one, quad two, quad three, and quad four wins. Um, and quad one losses actually many times can be looked at as better than quad four wins. With a grain of salt there, you can't just go all quad one losses. You've got to have enough wins as well. So just kind of you have to have, have uh, wins sprinkled in uh, amongst all the quads really is what they're looking for. Uh, so Thursday's slate of games, Santa Clara and St. Mary's, USD and BYU in Provo. So we'll see if uh, USD's... Uh, League improvements at three and one. We'll see if they hold, if they can uh, put up a fight uh, against the Cougars in BYU, of BYU and see if that one is interesting. And then, as mentioned, USF travels to Spokane to play Gonzaga. So that's the Thursday slate. Um, taking a look back at big-time performances in the past week. It's easy to pick anybody from Gonzaga. They had a tremendous amount of big-time performances, in particular, 
led by Drew Timmy, two 30-plus point games against BYU and Santa Clara. At one point, he made 20 consecutive field goals. That's amazing. That's unheard of. You'll, you'll take a lot of college guys um, in a gym. They won't make 20 consecutive field goals locked in a gym by themselves with no defender. And two, Drew Timmy, as the focal point of the opponent's defensive schemes, was able to make 20 consecutive field goals. Uh, so that was impressive for him. Um, but I'm not going to go with him uh, as kind of the guy that really caught my eye. That's an easy one to go for. He quite frankly, he might be the national player of the year this year with that stat line against BYU and Santa Clara. But I want to spread things out a little bit on WCC Weekly Recap. Uh, from USD, Marcellus Erlington. Um, I mentioned San Diego's surprising 3-1 and start in league play. He's been a big part of that. You know, in their win over the University of Portland, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, and then in their win over LMU, another double-double, uh, 11 points and 12 rebounds. So he's provided an interior presence of scoring and rebounding as well as uh, interior presence defensively to really help USD get off on the right foot in league play. Um, it's always good when the league has an upstart, a surprising team or two. I think LMU was that team last year. I think this year it's looking like it could be WCC uh, upstart USD. So um, that would be a performance or player of the week. Looking forward to game of the week. That one's easy. That one is easy. It is San Francisco at Gonzaga on Thursday. The game has been switched from a prior Thursday to this Thursday. The game will be on CBS Sports Network at 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, what you're looking for and looking at is a really good offensive USF team. They average about 10 made threes per game. They shoot it right at 40% or so. Jamari Bouye leads them in scoring. He leads them in assists. He leads them in steals. He's a really good league guard. He's back for an extra year because of the COVID uh, uh, added year. And he's been a tremendous leader and really got them uh, playing at a very high level. USD transfer Yawn Masalski. Another grad transfer, used his extra COVID year, but he's in San Francisco. Uh, he's been dominant on the glass uh, for the Dons, shooting at over 65% from the field, averages in double figures. Um, the new home has been good for him. And then to Khalil Shabazz has been up and down throughout his career. Really streaky shooter, uh, streaky score, but he plays with energy. He plays with a passion. He played really well uh, as of late. And I think he could be the X factor for USF going into Gonzaga, keeping it close. And who knows, knocking the Zags off. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it stays close, I think Shabazz is going to have a big game because he's quick enough, he's shifty enough to be one of those guards that can kind of create some problems, create his own space, and he's skilled enough to knock it down. So uh, those are three players to look out for for USF. But for Gonzaga, it should be business as usual. Defend, protect the rim with, with Holmgren blocking over three shots a game, and then get out and run. Their transition game has been unbelievable the past three games, playing as fast a pace as I can ever remember. I mean, the way they're getting up and down the floor right now, a lot of NBA teams couldn't keep up with them. Now, I'm not saying they would beat an NBA team. I'm just saying the pace that they're playing with, when you look at it, you're talking a 40-minute game, and they scored over 100 points in those three games. NBA games are 48 minutes. 
And so that's the, that's what I, what I allude to when I say that the pace that they're playing with the quick decisions, the converting from defense to offense and, and getting buckets has been spectacular. So should be another great week in the WCC. Looking forward to following all the actions. If you have any thoughts, comments, questions for myself on Gonzaga Nation SI, whether the WCC weekly recap or Adam Morrison's show and I, send us a comment, send us a question on any of our social media handles, Gonzaga Nation SI. Take care. Make it a great day.